Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Episode of Retrovaniacs of the Year. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier here with Billy Holiday. Hello there. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey guys. And this is not a regular episode, as you can tell, because you've looked at the title. This is our all male and end of year in review episode. We're not going to talk mm-hmm. about any specific game. We're going to kind of look back at the entire year. And then I know you've written us many, many questions. Jeremy said we have a whole bushel of questions. We're going to get through as many as we can uh, at the end of the year and, and just give you something to listen to while you're on your way to or from family events or just staying in your house hiding from the world like I'm going to be doing. Uh, but before we start with your mail and the things you've asked us, I've got a question for you guys. Uh, what is your favorite new game that came out this year? Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty easy for me, actually. I, I didn't think it was going to be like I sat down and I was like, well, what came out this year that I played through and I really enjoyed? Uh, and and th- th- quite a few. I, this, this was a pretty damn good year for video games. Uh, major releases and, you know, smaller releases. But I ultimately probably put the most time into it also and enjoyed it the most is that sea of stars that one ugh, is big with me uh, it, it kind of absorbed most of my time if it wasn't a game i was playing that we're reviewing here my, my gaming time was spent with it uh finished it up went back and and did all the the collecting you needed to get the the really good the, the i guess true ending uh put a lot of hours in and it was just, it was really refreshing game to, to sit there and play. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't big in RPGs back in the 16-bit era. That, that was kind of when I, you know, I played them a little bit, but I, I hadn't quite got hooked in. Uh, but yeah, this one, oh, it, 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 it gives me nostalgia for something that I wasn't even really big on at the time. And it, it, it definitely, like, it was a good sign that after I put this 60, 70 hours into this game i i I was thinking about maybe jumping back in again sometime but no so the sea of stars uh it's close there there, a lot of good shit this year um but that's the one for me i guess for me like i you know i've got a few um i i guess if you went by the the games that i played the most it would probably be hogwarts hogwarts legacy um and diablo 4 because i played i i beat hogwarts twice and I played through most of Diablo 4 and the first season and, and really enjoyed both. Um, but I guess if you want to say, like, you know, what, what my favorite game, like what I enjoyed most playing this year uh, was probably Resident Evil 4. 
or um, Alan Wake 2. I just I haven't beat Alan Wake 2, and I think that would actually be my favorite game of the year uh, if I have uh, had beat it and, and could really you know say for sure. But I just haven't. But everything I've played so far has has been amazing, and and that will that will probably end up being my game of the year once I'm able to just sit down and play through it. I really wanted to get into Baldur's Gate three. I've got it. I played like an hour of it, and I just I have not went back to it. I just haven't had time to really because I, I just want to sit down and play that game. I really want to get into it because it's it's one of those games that seems like it requires you to just sit down and get get drawn into it and, and the character and, and your, the everything that you're doing. That's, that's what I want to do with that game. And I'm sure I will absolutely love it when I do get to it. But yeah, it's been a weird year where I just found a couple of games where I played a whole lot of, you know, just, it, it was some two, two games that I think I really like, but I don't think I could really be like, ah, that's, that's, that's the most fun I had with games this year. But um, yeah, I don't know. Resident Evil Four and, and Alan Wake Two are are really good games. Yeah, I I definitely was going to pick Sea of Stars, but I don't know if it's my game of the year. It's definitely great. I do like it, uh, but I don't know if I think it's the best thing that came out this year. I also really liked uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. I can't imagine that that's a a game people did not like, unless you just hate Mario. It's but it's it's a lot of fun. But again, for me, it's not the game I like the most. It's also the game I like the most is not the game I put the most time into. Obviously, I played a lot of Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, I played a ton of Valheim. I mean, like countless hours in both of those games, but neither of those are my game of the year Rise because it didn't come out this year. Um, But my the game of the year, because it also uh, was a game I was looking forward to and was not disappointed in would be Pikmin 4. I I was so excited for Pikmin 4. And then when it actually came out, I loved it. At first, I was a little concerned because the beginning gives you kind of like a uh, it's a tutorial slash background section, but it, it doesn't play like the rest of Pikmin, so I got a little concerned. But after that, and you get to the real game, it's exactly what I wanted. It's a little bit easy, but it's not a complaint. Uh, I'm hoping a lot of people jumped onto the series here, so they'll make more of them. But that's my that, that's the game I definitely think is the best game that came out of the year for me, personally. Um, but now, on the other side of that same coin, is there anything that came out this year that you were looking forward to, or, or maybe just didn't know what was coming, and then when you finally tried it, you just it just didn't do it for you? A little disappointment for the year. I've got one. Uh, I had a few, yeah, a few disappointments this year, but thankfully not, not a lot. Uh, like I said, this was one of the better years uh, for video games in a while. Uh, there weren't many things that I have been looking forward to that came out and just you know were a pile. Um, I think the first thing that got me this year though was that uh, Atomic Hearts, and I was. Really looking forward to it. You know, it had the whole whole Bioshock vibes going for it, which it, it really leans into uh, pretty heavy. And it, it was a nice looking game. The, the trailers look great. The, the gameplay seemed good too. But just playing through it, I, I, it's not a bad game. Uh, there's just not a lot of personality there, and there's there's not a lot of life to it. You know, when you played through Bioshock, like the the, the environment was like maybe the biggest character of all. Uh, and, and the world just, it, it was a letdown. Uh, it, you know, the controls were a little iffy here and there. Uh, but I, I was just kind of let down with that one. I think well, a lot of people really didn't enjoy that one, which was a shame because until we get another Bioshock proper, I figured that was going to be the, the closest thing. But the one thing that I waited for and I was excited for I, I try getting everybody, my son, everybody on board, um, because I love the second one in the series is goddamn Payday 3. 
it is it they it showed up and it immediately shit the bed. Uh, it was online only, which it's I can get past. Like that's not a it's it's not end of the day. That's not going to kill it for me. Yeah, that kind of sucks, but it's all right. But then it's just it's such like such a it's like two or three steps back from two. There's so little to do. Uh, two is just packed with maps, and I, I know it's been out a good long while, and it's got a, a bulk of DLC added to it over time. But I, I figured this one would come in um, a little heavier. I, the, the, the game is just kind of kind of dead. It might be dead by now. I, I'm back to playing Payday Two. Uh, the, the AI, which is, is never tremendous, uh, is just on a whole other level of dumb as shit. In Payday Three, uh, it's it's if you don't have all human players, uh, it's it's you know it's going to be a big disadvantage. But whereas before, I feel like you could work with the AI a little more. Uh, I don't. It just uh, there's no story. Not that you know, Payday is is rich in lore, but you know, Two did have a, a little bit of a story going through it, which was pretty good. Um, I know the the like the upgrade and the level up system is dumb as hell there's there's not a lot of good going for it um unfortunately they they i don't get caught paying full price for something that shits the bed that often but this this was one time it happened i i went in full price which you know was fine for this one it, it was not a 70 dollar romp uh like they like to put on you nowadays uh, but it is in fact uninstalled uh maybe like payday 2 maybe uh maybe years from now I'll be able to pick up a big Payday 3 collection with a ton of stuff to it, and then I can really enjoy it. Otherwise, I'm back to Payday 2. And that's that's about it. Um, I mean, that the last one was a pretty pretty big offense, but I've I played a lot more that I have enjoyed this year than not. Uh, I've got two. One is one, and both are not uh, bad games. I didn't buy a ton of new games this year. I, I basically bought like nothing but hits. Uh, for full price games, I bought tons of like downloadable junk, but I'm not going to count any of that. Um, as far as and stuff on, I, I would have downloaded off uh, off Game Pass. Again, you don't pay for it, so it's not disappointing. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't feel so bad about that. But uh, first is Final Fantasy 16 being only on the PS5. I was very excited about Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> I still don't have a PS5, so I still can't play it. Uh, that's more on me. So that, that's a disappointment of my own self. And the other disappointment is also kind of on me because I don't think this is a bad game. In fact, some people might say this is the game of the year, and I just I can't get into it. I've tried. I think I'm hoping over this uh, this holiday break. I'll have some time to, to try again, although who knows if new things will show up or not under my tree. But I I just can't get into Tears of the Kingdom. I want to. I think it's neat. But I've played through the very beginning, and I just I have no interest to pick it back up again. And it's not that it's a bad game. Obviously, I, I think it's well-made. It's just not... It's not grabbing me. And I liked the first, uh, you know, open-world Zelda game, the, the last one. I just do not care for Tears of the Kingdom at all. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's not a disappointment really in, in the game. I just don't know why it's not grabbing me. It's bizarre. So that, that, those are my two kind of letdowns, but both of which are not really uh, uh, fault of the developer. More on my, my own life and, and lack of PS5. But Jeremy, uh, did you have something that was just kind of not what you hoped it was this year? Yeah, um, I, I guess the biggest one for me would be Starfield. Like I, I went into this oh, one yeah. really, really wanting to to go back to those days of you know playing Skyrim or hell even Fallout Four, and and just get get back into their worlds because I love the worlds that Bethesda can make you know no matter the quality of of the gameplay and and the bugs and the stuff like that, and some would say that's part of the charm but I'm not gonna not gonna go that far, 
but I've always enjoyed playing their damn games. And even though I have fun when I play the game, I never really feel like I need to go back and play it anymore. You know, it's, it's, there's some neat stuff, but there's just a lot of things where it's like the travel system is, is so bad. The fact that there's no maps whatsoever for any of the city, it, it's just a, a weird mishmash of problems in quests that are for the most part, go talk to this person and then come back and talk to me and then go back and talk to that person again. Sometimes that's across the fucking, you know, space system <laughs> of doing that. And it just seems like there is a dearth of interesting quests and characters and reasons to actually play that game. There's a lot in it, in it, a bunch of stuff that I just don't see a reason to even do like base building or ship building. Um, there's a lot of, uh, things that are just fucked up with it. You know, as far as like which career path you want to do, um, the whole bounty system is completely broken. It's, it's something that maybe down the road they can, you know, have a, a second launch and, and fix some of this stuff. I don't know. But as it is now, I think I don't. I don't think it's a bad game. I just think it's not. It, it, it kind of like you guys. It, it ain't grabbing me, and I don't think I'm alone in that one. Um, mm-hmm. But I would like to add one. Um, the award for uh, games uh, that didn't come out in 2023 that I played the most of, Cyberpunk. Um, played well, well, which plays game. like a new game. Yeah, it basically did come out again this year <laughs> yeah. for the third time. Fuck yeah. Uh, and it's really good, and I, I still want to get to that new DLC because it looks so damn good. And also, you know, the uh, the the award always goes to Final Fantasy XIV because <laughs> it didn't look like it was going to come in this year, but by God, in the last few months, it is is come back strong and and really hit me. And and so yeah, it's it it has to has to show up every year, and uh, it's it's back again. Uh, in Walker is a fantastic addition to that game the story is completely off the wall it jumps the shark several times um i love it but yeah that i think that's gonna do it for me i think those are the biggest biggest wins and disappointments for me well at least of new games i do think we uh, i think we did this last year and i kind of like to do it uh, just a general look back on our own podcast over 2023 uh, is there a game that you thought uh, this was a, a surprising hit or maybe one you knew would be good but you just love visiting again uh, and there is is there a game that just was pulling teeth to play i'll start on this just real quick because i know uh, no, no one really cares about this other than us but i'm excited to hear what you guys think uh, on games you liked and didn't like uh, as far as games that i liked everything was really good uh, on the main feed i think most of our listener requests even the ones uh, like Ill Bleed was a game I never would have played. I was very excited to play it. Uh, but for me, honestly, uh, playing those old, old games, when we did the ColecoVision episode, when I did the Intellivision episode, those are my favorite mm-hmm. games I covered this year because I'm an old man and it made me feel good inside. Uh, as far as least favorites, and this is not a surprise because I picked this because I hated it, uh, but I kind of guess I, I'm relieved to find out that it's still trash. Uh, the X-Men Nintendo game, still my least favorite oh. game we played this year. Absolutely hate it. That that was mine. It can yeah. it could be all of ours because it is honestly maybe the worst game on the console. So it's okay if I, that's your worst. I, I think the worst thing about it was I, so much time had passed that I I even came into it a little with a little bit of like maybe it's not that bad. It is. It, it's a ah, uh, it's awful. Yeah, that that definitely that may have been the biggest slog of the year. Uh, it, you know, we, we it hadn't been all winners we've done this year, but uh, it's. It's it was a good year for new games. It was a good year for us on here too. We we were spared 
a lot of the uh, a lot of stuff that we we weighed down with in the past. But my my favorite one we did, just because I really wanted to go back and play this game again. And damn it, talk talk about it. Um, I've never sat down and spoke with anyone at length about how much I enjoy this game. It was Jaws. I I (laughs) love sitting down chatting about that one. Um, Hopefully, you know, anyone who who had not played it at the time or did play it back then and, and didn't enjoy it have gone on to play it and see that it ain't a bad game. Um, I, it was nice to have Jaws at least slightly vindicated. I think mine, my favorite would be either Legacy of Cain or Eternal mm. Darkness. Um, mm-hmm. I think Legacy of Cain was it was fun to go back to that one and, and play through it again because it's been a long time since I played through it, and uh, it it was neat just to just to see what you guys thought since I you know. It, it, it doesn't really get talked about too much anymore, which is crazy to me. I, I love that game, and it was it was one of those those big you know watershed moments in in my life as far as gaming goes, where I'm just like, man, this is this is like next level. This is what video games are can be, and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just uh, it's just kind of been left in the past, and so that was fun to to get down there and talk about. And I really enjoyed Eternal Darkness because I love that game, and it was fun just just talking about all the insanity with it. Um, I, I would, I think ill bleed would have been a damn good episode mm-hmm. if someone <laughs> wouldn't have been so fucking festive. Hey man. Day. Um, hey. but yeah, I'd like, I'd like to tell you, I'm not going to do it again next Halloween, but you know, we'll I don't just have to time our Halloween episodes a little farther away from Halloween. That's, that's lesson learned. Lesson learned at Maniacs <laughs> headquarters. Uh, Anything that last week of October is doomed. Uh, you know, the gloves are off. I, think know, my, I take all. I take off the last week of October from work, so I can really fucking get into the Halloween spirit. And you caught me knee deep in it. You were, you were beyond the spirit realm. You were, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think my um, my my least favorite of the year. I, I didn't hate too many this year, which is which is nice because usually there's always that clear winner of of a game where we were just like, my god, mm. <laughs> that was a struggle to get through. Uh, but for me, I, th- I think maybe like Pokemon Snap was the one that I just I, I maybe had the least fun doing. Mm. Uh, it was it's fine for what it is, but you know it, it's uh, it is very much just sit a rail picture taker video game, <laughs> and I'm not the biggest Pokemon person anyway. So taking multiple pictures of Pokemon and getting better grades for them just uh, you know not not quite my thing. But overall, I think it's a pretty good year. For what we managed to do, it's it's been a great year. Most of our patron picks, uh, in general, have been good, but this year I think they were all very solid. And as a a reminder, if you are a patron, a ten dollar patron with us, and you have not been contacted by me, you have been. It's on your Discord, your uh, Patreon messaging. I probably have four or five people who have not responded, uh, and for people who have responded that we're a little behind, we know we're behind. We're going to catch up. We promise. Uh, we probably have patron picks that are going to take us through April, so we <laughs> we have a lot to do that you've picked for us uh, coming up in 2024. But yeah, if you've not heard from me, please check your whatever email or, or whatever it is you registered for Patreon. Uh, and if it still doesn't work, you can always send a message 
to us on Retrovania.net. At the bottom, past all our social media, past our links to YouTube, past everything else, Retrovania, uh, there's a question form. And you could put in that question form simply, hey, I'm a $10 patron, I haven't heard from Jeremy P., and put what your Patreon name and email is, and we will get back to you. I will write you an email, we'll figure out why it hasn't happened, but we owe you a pick, and we're going to get it to you. But if you didn't do that, and you just wanted to raise the question, we've got a big pile of them. So grab some eggnog, grab some coffee, get a beer, whatever it is you like to do around this time of year. Unless, of course, you're driving, then I would say coffee only. Uh, We're going to get down to brass tacks and answer these questions. That's right. We have quite a bunch of of, uh, just a stash of emails at this point. Uh, We didn't read any of the the last episode because we want to just do it all here. And we should be able to get through most of them. But we'll see how this goes. Um, (laughs) I have I have not read most of these. I've I've got a few lined up that was supposed to go for the last podcast, but we didn't do. I've read these. These are okay, but anything after the first few, I cannot guarantee the quality of. So if if they sound insane, then this is on you guys. I have it's to your say, fault for what writing in. If that's from our listeners, the quality is one hundred percent. So we're good. I think we're set to yes. go. Um, but yes, also, uh, thanks everyone for, for writing in all this year. I know we're not the best at, at getting these questions out there. <laughs> it's, it's been a struggle this year at times. Um, but uh, as always, we definitely appreciate it. It means a lot for us, to us, for you guys to write in and, and say whatever dumbass shit you got to say. And, uh, this time we're going to start off with ball sacker, 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 <laughs> ball sacker sounds uh, like a He-Man villain. It does. It does actually. <laughs> And he's writing in to ask about pissing yourself during an arcade session. <laughs> hey, fucktards, Ballsack are back with a serious question. Have you ever pissed yourself? Can we, can we, can we go back to the earlier comment about how, you know, if it's our listeners, all the male's going to be. These are the ones I've read through already. <laughs> this so, is an approved one? This is an approved one. Um, yeah, so, so get ready. I'm going to have to get on the level I was for the Ill Bleed episode quick. <laughs> you may need to. Ballsacker back with a serious question. He's got a serious fucking question, guys. <laughs> have you ever pissed yourself while gaming? Specifically, did you ever piss yourself <laughs> while playing an arcade game during your youth because you just didn't want to step away? A young ba- ballsacker did. I was playing bad dudes at the local roller rink during the <laughs> summer camp trip. The other bad dude I was playing with took his boat took his boat shoe off, Keds, I believe, and filled it to the top with $20 worth of quarters. Of course, my cheap-ass parents only gave me $5, so after I blew through all of my money in minutes, I was probably 10 years old, I just took it from his fil- filthy shoe to keep playing. Somewhere around level four, I had an intense urge to pee. I knew if I left to pee, I would lose my turn and access to free quarters. So I did what any true retrovaniac would. I pissed my teal sweatpants and finished the game. <laughs> as soon as I turned around for congratulations and to get the, get that burger with Ronald Reagan, everyone pointed at my wet sweats and laughed. So there you go. <laughs> it's just a no. I have not <laughs> pissed myself uh, gaming before. Uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've put it off and put it off, but I, I don't think I've ever gotten into that danger zone before. Uh, I, I, my ears were perked up during the story that I know is going to end with a pissing when you, you talked about, you know, the guy taking off his shoe and filling it. Thankfully it was with coins though. Um, no, can't, can't say that I have, um, though I am getting older. Uh, 
So maybe, maybe not in my youth, but maybe in my old age, uh, I might accomplish this. Uh, I have not. I'm, I was, I, we've talked about arcades. I, I liked arcades, but I was not ever good enough to where that was a problem. Um, you know, I was dead in, in the first five minutes of most games, so I could run to the bathroom. Um, I've mm-hmm. almost pissed myself recording this podcast several times. Not quite the same thing, uh, but that has happened. Uh, just, just I have to walk away mid-sentence. Uh, but I, I'm not going to do that tonight, I don't think. Uh, what I will say is... Uh, for home gaming, uh, most games you can pause the game and you're fine and you won't have to go to the bathroom. But some games like MMOs, if you're raiding or just in, in uh, I, I played a lot of EverQuest. Didn't raid in EverQuest, but in EverQuest there were really no safe areas unless you were standing by a guard in a town. Otherwise, if you were out in the open, not only could you get attacked by monsters, but even if you found a, quote, safe spot, people could like attack a monster and then run it by you and then like vanish or die. And then it will walk back and attack people on the way. Um, so I definitely had nights of EverQuest where I would have been in my room uh, trying very hard not to pee, uh, but instead just peeing in a bottle in the room. Uh, so that definitely happened. So that's probably mm. something that, um, you know, I probably shouldn't have announced. But I, I'm going to say that's that's how I avoided pissing myself related to beginning games. Otherwise, I would have pissed all over myself a lot. I never did, but kind of like you, I, I feel like I came close a lot of times with World of Warcraft back in the day. Uh, because there were those nights where, you know, the certain dungeons would stretch on and on. And there was there was never a chance to really just go use the bathroom sometimes. So I feel like I came close then. Uh, me and actually my friend Ronnie, his his brother-in-law, or ex-brother-in-law, he, his name was Matt. And I, I'm pretty sure Billy might remember this kid. Mm-hmm. He was, he had oh, some yeah. Um, but one of his issues was that he would just sit and play games all day long and he would forget to do things like eat and use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And there were a few times where Ronnie would come and message me and say, uh, this kid's got uh, fucking dirty drawers in the bath bathroom where he would just shit himself or piss himself. And you know, who knows what was wrong with this kid? So I don't want to make fun of him too much, but he was that he was that kind of kid. And uh, but that's the only person that I know of that has ever just pissed or shit themselves while they were gaming. I would hope that most of you out there, including Billy and Jeremy, (laughs) would know when you need to go piss, put the fucking game down and go piss. It's not that hard. Go take that shit. It's just what you know, go do it. The game can wait. I understand the arcade thing, but, you know, even back then, it, it's better to maybe go and piss instead of have having piss drawers, you know? Mm-hmm. You yes. don't, you, 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 you may never forget about beating bad dudes, but you also never forget <laughs> turning around and having that piss running down your drawers that everybody made fun of you for. So was it worth it? Was it? That's the big question. Uh, but yeah, thanks for writing in, Ballsacker. And uh, next question comes in from McCunt is itchy, Jesus. and I'm pretty sure th- this cunt has written in before. Oh my god! And uh, he's running to know about co-op games. Hey guys, <laughs> you know I have the- to I have to announce that my son has started listening to this podcast. I'm gonna have to tell him specifically to do not listen to this episode. Oh my god, he's 12. I can't <laughs> I can't have that. <laughs> He, he can learn new and exciting words you know, to use. There's a handful of words I really don't need him to use. That's that's one of them. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to fuck. I remember this story. I was talking to my brother today while we were out. And this happened, I think it was last year. We were in like a, a little, 
a flea market kind of antique store. And we were going down this aisle and it was me and my brother and this mom and her like six or seven year old kid was in one of the stall or just like looking in one of the, the booths. And um, we, we were passing by and the mom said, you know, it's like, did you fart? This it stinks. And this kid without batting an eye turns around and says, your pussy stinks. <laughs> And it was like the, oh the most hard ass comeback I have ever heard from anyone that came out of this like six year old kid. And I couldn't imagine, like I, if that was me, if <laughs> I would have been beaten to death yeah, by yeah. my parents. We would have all been killed. That would have been the end of it. I can't imagine like, God damn. Anyway, that just reminded me of that because who knows where <laughs> these fucking kids are learning these, they're all learning it from this podcast apparently. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Ro- anyway, and, uh, and Roblox, pretty much those two places. Yes. Roblox is the, the cause of all evil. Uh, anyway, back to this message. Hey guys, love the podcast. What single player game do you think could work in a couch co-op sense? Love the work you do. Keep on scratching. Hmm. Mm. I, I mean, uh, I know I just mentioned it's one of my disappointments, but I think if uh, Tears of the Kingdom was multiplayer, maybe I'd like it more. Maybe I'd like that. It's kind of open. You can do whatever you want. It'd be more fun to have another person with me to do it. So I'm going to go with that. I think it could work. Yeah, I, I, I think it's hope. They got to do something. Um, I, I was listening to what you said about Tears of the Kingdom earlier, and it, I, I kind of had the same same issue. That might be something to freshen it up. I, something I had mentioned earlier. Um, not the, not the damn glorious multiplayer that, that graced the second one, uh, but like a true co op experience. I, I think a, a, a Bioshock game would do fine. I, you get it in, you know, Infinite, you get, you know, the AI partner, but it'd be great, you know, to, for that to be a thing and you can actually talk, <laughs> strategize, um, things like that, uh, you know, with people wielding damn plasmids and two of you with plasmids and guns. I, I, I think it would be, it'd be interesting at least. I don't know. I, I think I'd probably get really mad really quickly, whoever I was playing with. If they weren't acting right, but no, it's hard to say otherwise. I, I, I think a lot of games could probably benefit from it, but I do, I do like a good single player experience. But that, that's the one that comes to the top of my head. Um, I, man, if I was actually going to say Vampire Saviors, but they got a new you know co op DLC not that mm. long ago, so that is now officially couch co op. I I think it's couch co op. Um, it is co op of some sort, but. If I had to pick another game that I play a lot that I wish had couch co-op would be Cult of the Lamb. And mm. I think that game would be incredibly fun with another person. It, it, you know, especially like even just the, the town building and that aspect of it. You know, having two players going around and doing that would be so much better than just going around doing it yourself because it can get, get a little bit much at times. Uh, and even like just the, um, the action parts are perfect uh, for, for co-op play because it's just kind of like little arenas, like Zelda-style arenas that you go to. And and th- that would actually be really fun. But I, as far as classic games go, like, I mean, has anyone ever wanted to play Metroid co-op? Yeah. Like, I, I kind of thought about that mm-hmm. in, on mm-hmm. the Super NES version, but I, I don't know. Oh, I think even the more so the 3D Metroids. Metroid Prime's in, in full, like... Multiplayer yeah. that would be super fun. Um, I know they did make that Game Boy one, but we're gonna or the DS one. We're gonna ignore that. Hunters. Oh God, yeah, that's right. God, mm. I forgot about that game. 
Um, Most people yeah, did. Think... It's not referenced in anything, and you can't buy it anything anymore. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's why I fucking forgot it because Nintendo wants us to forget about it. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for writing in. Uh, name who I whom I won't mention any further. Uh, to save the children out there, won't I somebody think it. of the children? All right. Next question. Now we are in um, unknown land. This is coming straight out of the website. God. It has not reached my notes. So uh, good luck, everybody. And this one's coming in from Lucas Boy, and they're writing in about The Witness. Hey, fellows, I've been listening to old episodes while working overnight, and The Witness was discussed at one point. I was wondering if Billy ever got around to checking it out. I asked because Jeremy G. had mentioned that the island didn't even really need to be there, which was a thing I thought, too, after playing through it once. But it turns out that we're both wrong, and there's a moment that lets you see what purpose the island itself serves and, and that you can finish the game without ever recognizing it. Just curious. Also, review Ninja 5.0 on the Game Boy Advance. It's delightful. Thank you. Hmm. I, I actually uh, did get into it. Uh, I haven't finished it. Uh, it's, it's, one of the, it's still installed. It's just so, other, so many other things popped up, and it's one of those I, I will play... I'll sit down and I'll do like a puzzle or two was the routine I was getting into until I got frustrated. Then I would, then I would stop, pick it back up and continue. I haven't in a while, but I, I did begin it. Um, I don't even think it's close to done, but I, I enjoyed what I've, what I've played so far. I, most of the puzzles make decent sense. Uh, there, there's a few bullshit ones out there. I'm sure there will be more. Uh, but no, so it, it, enjoyable so far. I, I do want to keep playing just to see, you know, what, exactly what's going on. Um, you know, at the, when I'll start playing again, I, I don't know. First off, I want to say that I hate The Witness so much at this point. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I, I can't remember the episode. Maybe I was a little bit nicer to it. Because um, I, I know after the fact, and even as time went on, that I have gotten to the point where I just despise that game. <laughs> I can't stand it. It is, um, it's just a, a, it is the, the most pretentious video game possibly ever created. And if you go on and I know what you're talking about as far as like what the question is asking. Um, I went online and watched the whole thing. You know, I watched the ending and all the stuff that has to go down and, and it's, it's, you know, good on them for trying this, but it just, to me, comes off as so pretentious, wrapped in a, a game that is so fucking long. You know, it, it has its one thing that it does, and it does it well, but I just, I can't stand that fucking game. I just got so tired of it. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I don't recommend anyone ever play The Witness. I know there's some people out there that really like it. You know, there's a good amount of people, but yeah, I, I, it was not for me. It actually put me off to puzzle games like that ever since. I have not played a puzzle game, I don't think, um, as far as like something like that where you're just going around and, and solving puzzles to progress. It, is, it, it just made me hate the genre so much. So it's just one of those games. I think that is m maybe my most hated game of the PS4 and, and Xbox One generation. It was, it was that bad to me. But um, Jeremy, do you ever play it? I, I tried it because it was on either PS Plus or Game Pass or something at some point. And I, I did play a little bit of it. I liked what I played, but I didn't get super, super far. Once I got frustrated, like, 
each area I got as far as I could. I don't think I actually finished anything. Um, I was going to go back to it, but now I may not. I may just look up online <laughs> what happens to it, since there are five billion other games to play. I, I liked what I played, but I it didn't draw me in enough where I kept at it. So that says enough. Thanks for writing in, Lucas boy. Thanks for reminding me of just how much I hate that game. <laughs> Next up is Chimp Dick Charlie, and he's writing in <laughs> about episode 200. I know you ain't I know y'all ain't about to forget what episode 200 is actually supposed to be all about. Don't let Billy deprive us loyal Taco Bell eating limp dicks on what we deserve. The R zone. PS yeah, yeah. I got a small wiener. You do this to yourselves, people. This is your fault. You know this gets read to like hundreds and hundreds of people. But uh yeah, are we are we are we getting the R zone? The I every now and then will 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 go over to eBay and take a look around, <laughs> and I have for a while now. Um, ugh, we're gonna see because I find that our zones are usually uh, in brand new condition and are a price that I will never pay for an R zone, or they uh, they're 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 not working. Or they're being sold as is, and apparently the as is 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 not in great condition. If I can find three reliable R zones that that are at a price that I can go to sleep at night knowing that I spent for three R zones, then I it might happen. I don't know if we'll, I don't know if it'll be in time for two hundred or not, uh, but we'll see. I got even broken ones are going for like fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's painful. So it's it is. Um, uh, mine is somewhere. I, I don't know where. Uh, I would still, still like uh, to do we, it, but that I still also, I, you know, our our, deci- our decision to revisit um, General Chaos still needs to happen. Maybe yes. it's not two hundred. Maybe that's two hundred point five or two hundred point one. Maybe we do both in the same episode. I don't know, Jesus. but uh, we will see. The R Zone I, I have also looked at in the past just to see, you know, how much they would be, and yeah, they're always uh, questionably working, which I'm not comfortable yes. <laughs> with making purchases on yes. questionably working hardware. Um, especially because I, I don't think we're going to be blown away. I'm going to be totally honest with you, but I still would love to try one because I will never just write something off without trying it, but we will, we'll do our best to, to keep up with that. Um, but if not, we definitely have a, a more than acceptable backup plan to, uh, to revisit <laughs> general chaos. The amount of work that it took just to do ill bleed <laughs> makes me hesitant, but I think that I would love to do it because I've always had this, you know, I, I'd I'd love to check it out. Like it's it seems fascinating to me. It is just uh, the most of its time console that I could possibly mm-hmm. think of. But yeah, it would be fun. It's just a matter of the logistics of it. Um, when when we all live in separate states and and have to make sure that we are getting equipment that all properly works and we can manage to do this all on you know on our schedules and get it get it to go. It is. It can sometimes be an issue. Let's just say. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get that done. It may not be episode two hundred, but no promises. We will try to get it, get it on here at some point pretty soon. So yeah, thanks for writing in, Chimp Dick Charlie. <laughs> Next question comes in from Drew C, and he's writing in about <laughs> the Seaman Grandpa trilogy. I think it's important to Kristen episodes 124 through 126, the Seaman Grandpa Trilogy. You've had many, many amazing episodes, but for my money, those three should be bronzed, stuffed, and or mounted. Keep up the good work. I know a few women that Seaman Grandpa would like to mount. And uh, 
Yeah, he's a. Uh, I never expected that. And honestly, I, I don't think I could ever tell those stories again <laughs> because I can't tell you how drunk I was. When <laughs> I don't drink anymore. So the, the whole, you know, that's locked away back in my head. Um, so, yes, I, I think those episodes should be um, memorized or, or memorialized as far as, as Seaman Grandpa goes, because I, I doubt with without the extremely heroic amount of alcohol, intake that I had had that night that semen grandpa would would even be a thing on this channel. And now if you don't know, you know what you know which episodes to hunt down. 124 yeah. through 126. Yeah, I, the only one that I actually remember was uh I think it was the middle one or maybe the last one <laughs> it, it was um the Beavis and Butthead one that we did. <laughs> And I, I, I remember that one because that's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. I, abs- I if, <laughs> if we're going by, you know, all the podcasts we've done ever, that was one of my favorites. I remember it sort of. It's, it's <laughs> hazy, but I, I do remember it. Um, it was a lot of fun. But yeah, now that everybody, if you want to go check out the Seaman Grandpa trilogy, uh, it's, it's kind of a mess to figure out because I think the first one is, is when I mentioned it. Yes. And that was like in the middle of the episode. And then mm-hmm. the last two are stories at the end of the episode. Yes. So you can find those. Yeah. Willie Beamish I, being I the start. I, I don't remember the, the other yeah. two games, but I, I do remember the stories. Yes. A, a, a fun note on that. Uh, if you haven't heard it before, uh, just, just to let you know what you're getting into. Uh, you've heard some of the words uttered just during this mailbag. Just over the last few questions. I, I think that that episode of one of those from the, the semen grandpa trilogy still contains the only bleep in the history of the podcast. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Oh I, God. I forgot about that. Yeah. It had to be bleep. <laughs> I, I may have to do it on this one as well. We'll find out if there's already one before here, <laughs> depending on how I edit this. So uh, we, yeah. Thanks for writing in Drew C. Uh, letting everyone know where you can experience the magic that is semen mm-hmm. grandpa. The trilogy at this point. Next question comes in from Brad. Man, we're getting a lot of normal ass names this time, and uh, he's writing in about uh, he's writing in about game demakes. Let's say you can pick any modern game, and it was sent back to the retro days of gaming and made into a simpler version. For example, if you pick Tears of the Kingdom, it would be an old school top down Zelda game, but with a lot of the same elements like crafting weapons and vehicles, etc. What game would you pick and how would it play? Also, you don't have to read this as part of the show, but my friends and I just released our first podcast episode and it's called Arcadiology. And we talk about old arcade games. Took some inspiration from listening to you guys and would be cool if you check us out and let me know what you think. Well, Merry Christmas, Brad. Everyone go check out Arcadiology if you Mm -hmm. can. I will definitely check out Arcadiology. Uh, As far as a game that would be a fun retro demake. Uh, I mean, I know I just talked about Pikmin 4 being the my, my game of the year. I think a Pikmin game would be really neat to see in 16-bit style. Um, you know, j- again, it would have to be top-down. It would have to be more of like a... Because um, it still kind of has real-time strategy elements, more or less. It would look like a Command & Conquer or Warcraft, but with uh, with the Pikmin characters. So I would, I think that's pretty straightforward, and I would love to see it. Because any more Pikmin is, is uh, more Pikmin for me. I, that's a tough one. And... Because it's like I, I like a good D make, but I, I you know I don't know what games would, would gel like that. I don't think you could just take any game and do it. I you know I, it's it's out there, but and I don't know it would have to be maybe 
in a, a that kind of Zelda, you know, the old Zelda top down style. But if you did a Souls or even an Elden Ring uh, and a D-Make, I, I don't know. You'd have to have your little dodge mechanic, you know, your little your little side roll and whatnot. Uh, but I think in a, you know, old school Legend of Zelda style, it wouldn't be bad. I mean, I guess it would just kind of look like a darker Legend of Zelda, but that's not bad either. If you want something that's like that and close, Salt and Sanctuary is about as close as you're going to get. Yeah, that's a, got a little side-scrolling thing going for it. I, I, I have played that first one, have not played the second. I I, I really like the idea of D-Makes. Uh, they're, they're really cool. You know, if it's it goes around the internet sometimes. This guy, he will make modern games into, like, PlayStation D-Makes. I think he did, like, mm-hmm. Bloodborne and stuff like that, and maybe Cyberpunk. But it, that's all really cool. I love the idea. And I think there's a few out there like Halo that someone did a D-make of uh, for like the 2600 or something. Or I can't remember <laughs> exactly what it was. But it's a really cool idea. Um, I guess if I had to pick my... If if I could sit down and do a D-make myself, I would take Bioshock and turn Ooh. it into uh, a, maybe like a Super NES-style Metroid game. Ooh. Like I think that would be a really cool demake of that game and, and just that style of exploration going around you know and, and seeing all these different areas and stuff that was in the game would would act would work really well um but yeah that that would that ain't ever happening we'll be lucky if we ever get another bioshock game at this point so <laughs> it's it's up there with just you know one of those dream things that that i can think about sometimes uh yeah thanks for writing in brad and our next question comes in from Plain Mech, and he's writing in about horror movie video games. This was actually sent in back in October. Uh, this, this should have probably been read on the Illbleed Ill episode, but we're reading it now. So let's all go back to Halloween. And uh, Not Billy. This... Billy's not allowed to go back to Halloween. <laughs> no, we're not. No, no, not in that way. No, I'm talking, let's let the spookiness return to us. Mm-hmm. Not the alcohol, but the spookiness right. in general. And, and try to answer this question. Hey dudes, if you could have any horror any horror film become a video game, which movie would you choose? A remake of Friday the 13th or maybe a proper Nightmare on Elm Street game? Personally, I always thought Hellraiser would make a really great game. Inversely, what video game do you think would make a great movie? I'd love to see Splatterhouse make it to film, but I'm not holding my breath. Thanks guys, hope all is well. Um, in terms of Hellraiser would be it for me. Uh, and, and it's almost happened twice. You know, they had the, the, the ad for that NES Hellraiser that, that never came to be. And there was also a PC one that was getting kicked around, uh, years and years ago. Uh, I, I don't think it exists beyond, you know, some videos. You can see some of the, you know, textures and, and, and whatnot. And I think, I think some little dialogue clips. I was, you know, they're bringing in, uh, you know, Doug Bradley, you know, the pinhead actor. Um, yeah, it was going to be, it looked good for what little bit there was. I, I feel like I've always been robbed of that and, and would love to see a, just a proper, you know, Hellraiser video game. Um, in terms of what game you put to a movie, I, you have to go, I, I would have to go with Dead Space. I mean, which obviously has inspirations, you know, from horror movies already. You know, Event Horizon is one of my favorites, if not my favorite, uh, horror film. 
um, you know, which which Dead Space took some inspiration from. But it would it would be nice just to see a just a super violent, you know, really gory Dead Space film. Uh, as far as film to game, uh, that's tough because I think a lot of games. Uh, that, you know, there already are, you know, Friday the 13th games. There's the Dead by Daylight, which is basically like every movie, uh, every horror movie sort of that all mash together. The Evil Dead games are fine. But, you know, I'm going to go with a game that uh, honestly can't be as bad as the movie it's based on. I'm going to say I want a video game version of Leprechaun 4 in space. That's what I would like uh, because there's, again, it, play, it, it watches more like a video game. I would actually probably enjoy that more. It's basically aliens, uh, but with a leprechaun. So I would be into that uh, as far as a... Um, or, yeah, the video, the movie that would be a game. As far as a game that I would like to be a movie, that's tough because again, a lot of them, like Billy said, are all based on on other things or or very similar, mm-hmm. you know, tied to other things. I, maybe Outlast. Uh, I'm sure mm-hmm. that would be a terrifying movie to watch uh, because it's a horrifying game to play. So I'm gonna go with Outlast. Uh, this I, I don't know if anybody even remembers this series of movies, but maybe House. Mm. Oh yeah. That that could be a fun horror game, you know, especially with the way some of these Twitch channels like to stream these reaction, move, whatever videos that they do. I think it would be a good good game for that kind of thing, um, or you know, even something like Return of the Living Dead. I mean, that's pretty generic, but it would mm-hmm. it would make a, a good video game. Uh, as far as like movies, games that would make a good movie. It's technically not a horror game, but Alice Madness Returns. Oh, I think yeah. that could be a, a really good, it maybe not horror movie, but a very uh, dark movie, let's say. Um, because unless you played the entirety of Alice Madness Returns and knows where that goes, uh, especially at the end, uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it is its own horror story. So it, it, I think that would be really cool. Uh, but yeah, thanks for writing in Plain Mech. Next question comes in from Master Bates. <laughs> Bates spelled B-A-I-T-S. Yeah, yeah. Fishing guy. Big fishing guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's writing in about fishing games. Oh. <laughs> what retro game do you think could have really benefited from a fishing game that didn't have one? I personally would have loved to seen fishing in the Mega Man Legends. Me- Mega Man Legends. <laughs> yes, game. that would have been great. Keep it real, guys. Well, I mean, let's be fair. Is there a game that wouldn't be better with a fishing game in it? And I would say no. Um, as far as, as retro games, I mean, you have to go back to RPGs that don't have fishing games. Like, you know, the first Dragon Warrior doesn't have fishing, but it could. It would have been awesome. I would love a fishing mini game in Goonies 2. I don't know what it would do, but I would definitely play it. Um, yeah, you fish out that mermaid in the game early. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's not a game that wouldn't do well uh, with a with a fishing mini game. Uh, yeah. That's a tough call. I mean, I guess Metroid would have no need for a, a fishing mini game, but I'd still try it. Yeah, you know, you know uh, it was already so close. You were you were there in a boat, you know, out on the water. It was dark. It was foggy. You very well could have cast your line out in Silent Hill too, and and had to dredge up something from the bottom of the lake. I you could I think that first Silent Hill, second or even the first, there needed to be a little bit of fishing. I think it greatly would have benefited from that. Just the, just a man out there casting it out. Who knows what you would put? It's, it's the thrill of what you might pull out of that water. Uh, but no, any game, any and every game could benefit from it. Um, I just, I, I, I think people are starting to catch on to it. I think I, I, more games. Sea of Stars had a great little 
fishing thing too. It did more and more ga- more and more games. They're they're throwing it in there, and I do appreciate it. But yeah, uh, I think just fish any any horror game where you stop doing things for just a moment, and for some reason you have to fish, I I, I think would be nice. Man, I I don't even know. Like I mean, I I think you could put it into just about any any classic RPG that didn't have it in it, you know, like secret of mana or, you know, final fantasy games or something like that. But, you know, looking back on like some of these games, like, do you really want a fishing game inside donkey Kong country? Like, I know your guys answer is yes. Take it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But you know, it's just like, (laughs) that's what cranky Kong likes. He likes the fishing mini game. (laughs) All all right. I'll give it to you. (laughs) I'll just, I'll just say that I'm, if you do it right, I think it could be done really well in just about any game even Tetris attack. So, but yeah, thanks for writing in master baits. Hopefully in the future, uh, these two can have a nice, uh, an, another fishing expedition. Yes. Oh, definitely coming in 2024. Yes. At least one. And next question. Well, it's more of a statement is, uh, from Zach and he's, I think this is back when we did the eternal darkness games. And this is the only GameCube game that we did. Nope. And Pikmin. he's writing into done two. Oh, yeah. Okay. When did this come in? When was this? October 18th. So this would be for... Yeah, Eternal uh, Darkness, probably. But All right. And he's writing about the GameCube. And this is actually two questions, but I'm going to throw it in uh, both of these together because they kind of go together. Uh, Love the podcast, and thanks for doing doing more GameCube games. And as far as the Dreamcast goes, I think we mentioned this, uh, but he's saying, sadly, the Dreamcast did not prevail due to the tank that it went up against known as the Nintendo GameCube. Wow. Um, I would say that's not quite why it failed. But uh, (laughs) I mean, I liked the GameCube. Don't get me wrong. I think the GameCube is probably uh, has more games that that would be considered classics than the Dreamcast. And I love the Dreamcast, but clearly the PS2 coming out and pushing the Dreamcast out of stores is probably what did it. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, I you know maybe maybe these days you might be able to rewrite some some history with with a lot of the you know, how YouTube comments go, um, but I, I think we all know that the the real uh, juggernaut that it came up against was sadly the the PlayStation Two, hmm. and uh, even even before the PlayStation Two came out, it, it basically destroyed any hopes that the Dreamcast had. And it's just unfortunate timing. Because I know we would all have liked to have the the Dreamcast last a little bit longer than the the year or two that it, it stayed on shelves. So yeah. just a one of the most unfortunate things that has ever happened in the history of video games. Uh, but yeah, thanks for thanks for writing in Zach and reminding us of of those terrible times. Mm-hmm. Next up comes from Zoro, and he's writing in about Modern Warfare Three Zombies. Modern Warfare 3 Zombies is awfully boring. The map is way too big with little to do. They need to bring back the OG round-based zombie maps with awesome Easter eggs to figure out. Now, I know this is probably directed to me and Billy since we actually said it, it was decently fun. Um, I, I still enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's gotten, a little bit, it's gotten some updates here and there. I, I'm still liking it. Uh, even I think the more you play it, uh, and the more you once you kind of grasp what's going on, you know what you need to what what you need to do, basically, uh, I, I think it just gets it gets more fun as, as you play. Like you start before it even begins, figuring out you know where you're going to go, what what are you going to do, 
you're going to drive that car right to the red zone and, and try to wall buy something and then go back to, to the first tier. Or, you know, you're just going to grind up your money and just go one tier at a time. Or you just, you know, just stock it up your inventory for, for your next run. Uh, there's just a lot to do there. And I still really enjoy it. I do hate that, you know, the folks that are do want that round based uh, play. I don't, I don't know if it's going to hit them this game or not. I mean, it's, we know it's back next time. Um, I don't know if an update for Modern Warfare 3 will exactly bring that around, but I, I'm still finding it to be a pretty exciting mode, and I, I still love the fact that you can go in solo and still do some some decent damage. Uh, but no, when you, nothing is better, though, when you can get a few people together, um, working together, and then kind of just working your way through that map. It is a big map. Um, I, that is maybe one of these small things I would say is that the map can tend to be a little large, but I mean, that's for the time limit they give you, it can be an issue, but I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I, I, like I said before, not the biggest round based fan. Um, so, you know, but take my opinion with a grain of salt when it comes to comes to zombies, but this, this is the one for me. I am coming from a position where I generally have never played the zombie modes, so I don't have much, you know, nostalgia for any any of the round base. I think me and my ex, um, uh, back in the day, played a little bit and, and tried to get into it, but it was uh, we just either, were either too drunk or couldn't, um, and that that was more of those round based uh, mm-hmm. maps. And man, I can understand why people would enjoy that stuff. Um, but as far as, you know, I, I am one of those people that likes open world games for whatever reason and putting that into this style of, of, you know, the, the zombies thing in, in call of duty, I thought it worked pretty well. It's fun. And it, it's, you know, something like Billy said that I can just jump into and, and play by myself or run around with a group of people that have no idea what they're doing and, uh, just, just get some experience points or, and, and items or whatever and, and move on. Um, mm-hmm. it's it's fine to me, but I can understand if you, if you like that round based uh, thing from previous call of duties, that this would be a pretty big departure. So um, yeah, totally, totally understand Zorro. Uh, but anyway, thanks for writing in. We're moving on. We got, uh, what do we got here? Got a few. We got a few. <laughs> Next question comes in from Jared Mason and he's writing in about RoboCop rogue city. Hey guys, mm. thanks for the great podcast. I discovered y'all this summer and have been enjoying the content. I was curious if any of you have played Robocop Rogue City yet. It's a new game on it's a new game on the retro movie series. The original Robo, Robocop is my favorite movie of all time, and this game picks up right after Robocop the Robocop 2 film, essentially becoming the Robocop 3 we all wanted and deserved as opposed to the dumpster fire fire that actually was Robocop 3, which was as bad as Fergie singing the nat- national anthem. From walking around as Robo in the fir- in first person while hearing the iconic theme music to the fantastic detail and Easter eggs you come across, the game is really great. For example, there's a closet door you can open and you'll see, you'll see the destroyed model of Delta City that e- Ed 209, is it ED209? I always called him Ed 209. Me too. Blasted yeah. Mr. Kinney all over the in the original movie, as as well as well uh, as well as where Alex Murphy was blown into Br- Braunschweiger bits. 
I also enjoyed the skill point system and the skills you can unlock. It was a great ride, and I'm curious what your thoughts are. Thanks. Um, I have not played it. It has been on my radar since it was announced. It is currently uh, on, uh, with me, it's on the first time it goes on sale status. I will be snatching it up. Uh, I've seen a little bit of gameplay. I don't want to, I don't want to look at too much, um, but it, 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 it looks good. Like it, it looks like a good and proper RoboCop game. Um, which I, I've enjoyed the past RoboCop games also, but you know, this one, obviously modern day, uh, it looks really good. I just, just some of the sound effects, you know, from, from the voice voices to, to, Gun firing off sounds pretty damn satisfying. Um, yeah, I'm all in on it. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm trying to knock out a few other things. Uh, I've got several things to play, but that is that is on the list. Yeah, it got it's getting a, a lot of talk in not just our Discord, which is always mentioned in the description of the episode, but also in other Discords. So it, it clearly seems to be doing pretty well. I have not played it yet, though. Um, I'm. It has not been on my radar only because I have a billion other things to play, but I definitely like RoboCop, mm-hmm. so I'd like to give this a shot as well. You know, the only the only shame that it, it doesn't take place after 3 is I, I guess we don't get a damn jetpack in this one. Did you guys ever watch the RoboCop TV series? Yes, Prime Yes, uh, awful. That was, a, that was a mess. That, I, I, the, I was a big RoboCop fan back in the day, yeah. and I remember looking forward to that because it really did seem like um, it was going to be, I, I believe it's, it does it. It's trying to be canon from RoboCop two and act like RoboCop three never yes. existed. Um, but man, that was a mess of a series. Like it, it is the, something. The, there is some wild stuff in that. There, there are multiple RoboCops. Yes. Um, his his son is grown up and involved in the the story. Um, I I the I can't remember a lot of details. I do remember that the the outfits or the the suit was so fucking cheap. Yes. There is a damning scene of him, I think, going up some steps. And you never see RoboCop like walking up steps, like full on. Uh, and uh, you come to find out it's because you can just completely see that it is just a, a shitty costume. Uh, <laughs> that was that, That's the one thing I took away from it. That and this RoboCop, it's, it's obviously not. Um, you know, they didn't bring the same same fella on for it, and this guy when he takes the mask off just looks gas. Oh my god! It, it's it, it bad. was. It's probably aside from Darth Vader having the mask taken off to be the frailest old man in the world. Uh, during my childhood, this was probably uh, right up there as far as just tragic unmaskings that that almost ruined a character for me. Oh, it's it's bad. I mean, the the actor himself, I don't think is is terrible, but he's just he's an older looking guy, and mm-hmm. the way they did his makeup makes him look yes. like he has a massive forehead. If you've mm-hmm. never seen pictures of this, go go check it out. It it's it just looks bad. It looks the the suit itself is cheap, and then the makeup that they did around like trying to hide all the stuff it, it is it's even worse. Um, but yeah, that that is a a series that existed that I kind of forgot that even did. But as far as me playing the game, I haven't played it yet, but it really seems like the developers were very reverent with, with what they have put into the game. You know, it it does seem like this is not a cheap cash in. It's, it's like they wanted to make a RoboCop game and they, they did it in about the best way they know how. So 
I I want to play it. And so I'll probably pick that up when it goes on sale or something like that here in the future. Looks like mm-hmm. it's a nice short game. I'll say that. I mean, not super short, but it, it ain't a game where I have to invest 87 hours to play through. And any game that does that these days, I am more than, I, I, I'll check it out. But yeah, thanks for writing in, Jared. Next question is from Mutt. He's writing in about peanut butter. Hey guys, I just heard you guys discuss what you have with your PB sandwiches. Have you ever tried butter on a, pe- on a peanut butter sandwich? Not toast where the butter melts, but just on white bread. If you've not tried it, I highly recommend it. Admittedly, admittedly my wife thinks it's disgusting, but she has never tried it. If you guys just put some butter on your peanut butter. I, I that has not been something that has ever crossed my mind. I don't, I don't think I've even heard of that. Um, I, it's interesting. I don't think any less of you for doing it. Um, I, I don't know if I will partake though. A PB and B have not tried it. PB and B. I'm also not a big butter guy. I'm, I'm a terrible fat guy. I don't like fat guy things like butter. I don't like sour cream. I don't like most desserts. Uh, I have not tried a peanut butter and butter. Um, I really don't even like butter and jelly, which is pretty standard. I'm not a fan of that either. So what do I know? I have a, a weird thing with butter that if, unless it's melted, it kind of grosses me out. And so I, I generally just, I, I need it melted before I can, if you melt it, I'll eat it on anything. Mm. Uh, I am a proper fat guy, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't look like I'm a fat guy, but goddamn, you, you put some fat guy shit in front of my face and I'll tear it up. Uh, especially if you, you talk about melted butter, but no, I have, uh, I've never done that. I, I've, I know the people that just like to sit and eat butter. Like if you get, like these people just buy sticks of butter and they're just like, mm, there we go. You know, that's some good shit right there. But no, I have never, never been able to just eat butter. It, it just disgusts me. And if, if, if you put it on something like a biscuit with jelly, if if I see that fucking butter isn't melted, I don't think I can eat it. Like it just kind of makes uh, me sad. That just the thought of that made me throw up my mouth a little bit. I I don't know how people can do that. I have seen people just it literally like they're at, I think at the county fair they have deep fried sticks of butter and people are like, oh yeah. that sounds amazing and that sounds absolutely terrible to me. Um, what this made me think of though was <laughs> back in uh, back in in the day, my friend Brian who lived down the street, he was the guy with the Sega Master System. That was my Sega Master System friend. We would go to his house and play games. And after school, we'd go and we'd have snacks and stuff. And one day he made like, I don't know, some like bagels or something. And he put so much cream cheese on it. I was like, that is so gross because I don't like cream cheese at all. And he tried to prove a point by just basically getting out the container of cream cheese and eating it with a spoon to make me get sick. <laughs> and after two mm. spoonfuls, I thought he turned like gray. <laughs> and he was like, oh, this is a bad choice. So that made me think of like somebody eating butter to prove a point and then just vomiting all over the place. That's <laughs> That was mm. the mental picture I just got. I'm glad you are, are also on team uh, cream cheese is gross. Oh, it's so bad. My kids love it. it. My kids love it. I cannot take it. I can, I've kind of, over the years, like if you combine it with something like with a berry taste or something, you know, like that, I can get by with it on a bagel. But if it's just straight up cream cheese, it's disgusting to me. And there was one night where me and my girlfriend went to a um, all-you-can-eat sushi place. And she had some sushi on her plate. And I was fucking around with her. And I said, I'm going to try this. And this was back before I knew that people that make sushi will just put fucking cream cheese yep. in yep. it. 
Mm-hmm. And so I just mm-hmm. grabbed a big old fucking piece of, I'm pretty sure the only roll, thing was, that was in the roll was cream cheese and stuck it in my mouth and I had to go to the bathroom <laughs> and throw up because <laughs> there is nothing worse than me. The texture, oh, it's, so it's just cream. It's just mm. cream and it's sour tasting and combine that with like the vinegar with on the rice, the sushi rice. Oh God, it was, oh, it was so now, I anytime say, I eat sushi, I will look for that. I will say as a, a, a proud Marylander, when it's in crab dip, I will eat it. But otherwise, I'm not a big cream cheese guy. I think if you combine it, like I've I've made recipes where you put cream cheese in like, um, you know, tomato sauce to thicken it up. And that's fine. But just cream cheese by itself. Ugh. Not not my thing. My my ex used to just constantly shame me for not liking cream cheese, and I always thought I was I was less of a man because I didn't I didn't like cream cheese. But now I know we both me and Jeremy are less less men. <laughs> Good to have company. So uh, yeah, thanks for writing in, Mutt. Next question comes in from. This is interesting because I don't know if you two have even played these games before. Comes in from Games Are King, and he's writing about the Strike series. You guys remember the old Strike series? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Out of the series, what is your favorite Strike game? Urban Strike brings, brings back so many memories playing it on a tiny screen when going to the family campground. With a lot of games getting remakes, do you think one of these games would be worthy? You know, I've actually looked into doing one of these as a podcast game because while I have not played many of them, when I was working at the uh, the, the, the EB Games back in the day, uh, they were, were what, Desert Strike, uh, um, Urban Strike, Jungle mm-hmm. Strike. There was a series of them, and they always looked neat, but I never played them. They reminded me of, and I know you've talked about Firepower or whatever it's called on the, on the 3DO. It reminded me of that kind of from the way it looked, uh, but I've never actually put much time into them. I would like to give one a shot. Maybe that's something we will look at in 2024, but have you guys had more experience with them than me just looking at the box and thinking, man, that could be cool 25 years ago? I've only played Desert Strike. Uh, it's one of those, I just you know rented it um, a couple of times. So that, that has, to, has to mean something that I got that second rental. Um, I, 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 don't, I just remember flying a helicopter a whole fucking ton and, I, and just... You know, bomb it. I have very vague memories of it, so it's definitely something I would I would be fine looking into in the in the future. I, I don't know anything about the series beyond Desert Strike, and even that, as I just said, that's pretty limited too. I I really liked the original Desert Strike and uh, Jungle Strike, and I think I just kind of fell off after that. I believe I played the first Strike game that was on the PlayStation, and that one was pretty good. Um, but I, it had a little bit of some performance issues. It looked great, but it, it didn't run great a lot of the time. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with those. And if I ever saw like one of the the new Strike games, I'd I'd rent it. Like that was one of my favorite rentals back in the day. It's it's weird that it's another one of those games that has just fell off. You know, nobody really talks about that series of games anymore. And uh, it sucks because it was it was a fine little game. You know it. We couldn't do like full on sim games and stuff like that on consoles, um, but that was for the most part a a game that took itself seriously as far as like you know uh, doing these military things and it it was a fun little game. I enjoyed it a good deal, uh, but yeah, maybe we can cover one of those on a future episode. I think that would be uh, pretty neat to do. But re- uh, thanks for writing in. Games are king. Next up comes from Pay the Man, and this is well, he just says, "God damn it, Billy." 
And uh, <laughs> that's it. Whole mail. It's, it's, we say this regularly, so it's good right. to know other people are as well. Jeez, I, I don't even know what. Yeah, it could be many things. Yes, well, many we'll things. I'm First sorry. of all, <laughs> just apologize already. First of all, I wanted to say I appreciate all the entertainment you guys have provided me with over the years. I've been a loyal listener since around episode 25. Spotify all the way. And a patron as well. Without further ado, I have a confession. Billy is my spirit animal. Literally no one has ever said this. Uh, We are both from the South. We have similar taste in video games, horror films, fishing, fast food, and our love for wrestling. This is Mm -hmm. Billy. That said, I got pretty sick and tired of hearing about goddamn Stardew Valley. I put off playing that game for years because farming sims are absolutely not my cup of tea. Well, I ended up finally trying the game recently because Billy still talks about it for whatever reason in every episode to have. And needless needless to say, I now have my family looking for addiction rehab facilities for me. Mm -hmm. I even stopped by Tractor Supply before work (laughs) to complete a, a cost analysis of owning my own farm. So my question is, will you visit me in rehab, Billy? Also, do you want to start a farm? Also, God damn you. That's not a question, though. Anyway, keep up the amazing work, fellows. You're an inspiration to all of us other old guys who want to start their own podcast but have zero friends to do so with. I, I you know, I, Stardew Valley, what, what can you say? Uh, just Obviously listen to every episode. For years. Listen to every you can episode, say a lot for find years. I love some goddamn Stardew Valley. Yes, I would. I would start a farm with you. Uh, I don't know if you mean in game or uh, actually here. You know, in real life, uh, the answer is yes. It's very enthusiastic. Yes. How hard could it be? I've put enough hours into the video game. Uh, yeah, I, I think I can do it. Uh, visiting your rehab, I, I will do that also. I, I do feel responsible and. You buttered me up pretty damn good at the beginning of that. Yeah, so it's a yes to that. It's a yes to that. Anything else in there that you ask me, um, it's it's a yes. I hope it's nothing, you know, it's going to get me in any trouble anywhere because I don't remember everything you said. But yeah, <laughs> yes to all of it. And and enjoy. Keep keep playing. God damn, I, I, I'm thinking about starting another farm on the phone, uh, you know, so I can I can do it at work. Well, it's good to know that there is an actual brother to Billy out there, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. if, if we need access to another Billy, we will we will that's be it. contacting you. Yeah, uh, Joshua Parsons—that's your real damn name. I looked it up right there. Yeah. Um, so uh, next time Billy's absent, uh, look for a call for us, and and we will Just, at least know that we're getting a, an accurate Billy on on mm-hmm. the podcast. Just make me make me proud, and when they ask what you've been playing. You know what you need to start talking about at length. Keeping the Billy Holiday train rolling. Believe it or not, next question is about Billy Holiday. And this one comes in from Key Lime, and he's writing in about the <laughs> Billy Holiday biography. Not to God. play favorites here, but Billy is the glue that holds this stack of NES carts called the podcast together. Well, that's bad. But- <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. By far, my favorite part of the podcast is the back and forth banter and hearing the wacky adventures of Billy and the pissy old uh, the pissy old lady or the swinging Dairy Queen manager. I can't <laughs> wait to hear my mis- can't wait to hear more misadventures. 
Forever the Sega Kid, Blues Brother 319. Oh, and all that from a Sega Kid. You know, that I don't, I get a lot of heat with Sega folks, especially Genesis fans here and there. But thank you. Uh, I'm glad that the the things I have, have lived through and experienced, even the, even the ones that, that, you know, caused a great deal of trauma for me. I'm, I'm glad I can present them to you here um, and make your day. I, I'm sure we'll have other things pop up that will unlock other horrible memories that I've, I've, I've spent a long time trying to press down. Um, but we'll see. And I have to interact with the public every fucking day. So that you never know when something, something new and horrifying is going to happen to me. And I'll take this time to apologize for the rest of the month where Billy is not on the shows we posted. <laughs> I guess you did not enjoy them. Man. I'll vouch for these guys. They're, they're all right. We try. We definitely try. But yes, thank you for writing in. Who was this? Something Who wrote 313. <laughs> Who wrote this? Several people. Uh, Key Lime or, or Blues Brother 319. Thank you for, for uh, inflating Billy's ego even more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. appreciate it all right so I'll, I'll 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 shut down this podcast and go downstairs to my family and i'll be brought <laughs> promptly right back down to earth don't worry <laughs> well while you're here you can listen to such questions as this and this one is coming from slugmeister and he's writing saying one of the jeremy's is prescient all right get ready for this one guys uh-oh the long one I really enjoy your podcast and recently listened to a couple of older episodes. While listening, two pressing questions accumulated in my mind. Imagine my surprise when you soon afterwards in episode 112, which is Killer Instinct, you tell your listeners that they can ask about these two specific topics. And I quote, even if they are about spicy buttholes or what your mouth does, we will still read them. (laughs) To the actual question. The first point. I was really surprised when, when the, the, you and the spicy butthole episode, episode 110, seemed so open to the suggestion that going down on someone is automatically about their behinds as opposed to the frontal region. I couldn't help thinking maybe this is more common than I was ever aware of. I have gone down on some girls in my days, but never there. Did I do it wrong? Well, if you, <laughs> this took a if turn. you go... If you go there, isn't that going to make you ill or something? Oh. Do you disinfect first or do you go about it? Please help clarify. Point number two. I keep hearing the question, what does that mouth do over and over again? <laughs> but I can't figure out what it means or where it stems from. I Googled it and all I got was dictionary entries for mouth. So it's not helpful. Is it something related to the previous question? But if so... Th- uh, that would be press, prescient since that statement was around before statement one. Then again, one of you, Jeremy's, is clearly prescient anyway, since you figured I would pose these questions in August of 2023 all the way back in February 2020. What else will we find out you predicted around that time in the near future? Thank you for a great podcast, and I hope you don't mind elaborating on these two presented topics. Yours truly, Slugmeister. So I'm, I'm, 
go yeah. ahead, Billy. I was going to say I, I'd prefer if you were interested more in uh, just us talking about eating ass that you, you go to our patron feed. There's a lot more <laughs> going on over there. Love I, that patron feed. This is the question <laughs> to do it on. Uh, let's. Um, but but as far I'm going to ignore that first question. Uh, as far as being prescient, though, it means that you also didn't listen to the episodes where I think we shit all over the idea of the switch. We were not very good oh, or an accurate opinion uh, when I talked about how excited I was for the Amico early on. I mean, these are all things that we did not quite nail <laughs> as much as we should my, have. I, I think my favorite, my favorite, uh, Jeremy, uh, uh, Jeremy P was not as as aggressive with it as Jeremy Gregory and I, but I, we probably spent about a, a good solid 20 minute tirade <laughs> on the Nintendo Switch. And my favorite thing is that, you know, about, about a month or two later, there was a, a, a very long, very lengthy crow eating session at the beginning of the podcast where we, you know, had to admit something that people that know us have known for a long time is like, oh, we don't know shit. Um, I, the first question, I, I, man, I, I don't know. Just do, do what makes you happy. Uh, the second one, I could probably help you if you are if you are typing in, what does that mouse do? Uh, yeah, you're probably going to do that. I think it's the proper is what I think it is dat d a t and mouth is commonly m o u f. Type that in, you might get a, a more accurate, more accurate response. I think it stemmed from very very early on, very early episode. Or maybe even very early in the Discord when we we were talking about the mailbag and, and it's like ah you know we're probably just going to get what that mouth do a billion times and we we conjured that up and that has in fact happened to us several times over the years not as much as I thought it would but um, I I've genuinely forgotten where that even started I, I, I want to say I it was the, when it, we first started getting mail uh, we yeah. brought it up and I think the next week <laughs> we got three what that mouth do yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it still it still trickles in. Um, it does trickle into that mouth. Yeah, and and gross. Yeah, <laughs> man. And that first question, I don't know. I think I you you. I don't know. Go, you got a lot of searching within to do. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stay away from that first question. I mean, you can do what you want to do. There ain't. Let's just say I, I wouldn't do it, but it, it ain't my thing. I, I grew up in a, a Christian family, so we, we <laughs> that ain't what we talked about. Um, but yeah, it's it's what that mouth do is just for some reason been a thing, and we still don't know what it do besides read these dumbass questions sometimes. But yeah, <laughs> it's thanks for writing in. Uh, oh my God, I forget your name, Slugmeister. <laughs> Um, that may be the question of the year. Uh, I will. I'll put that one down there. Um, mm-hmm. Donkey Dick Dave ain't got nothing on that one. Um, we got three more to go through here, guys. Man, and we're we knocking them sh- out. Look at us. Yeah, we got. It's it's been nice, and uh, I got a couple of unruly kittens uh, that are coming at me. Um, yeah, this next question. It's not even a metaphor. In. He's literally talking about kittens. It's fine. I am. I, this one is trying to climb up and, and, and get into the microphone, and I, I gotta put it, keep putting it down. Well, I'm gonna tell you, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but my my cat of like 14 years uh, passed away last weekend, and um, one of one of the things that someone told me to do is like if you get a new kitten, you should get two, 
and um, because they, it helps them grow or whatever. You help, they learn from each other. So I was like, okay, you know, it, it fucking sucks not having anything else around here but me, and I'll, I'll go get a, a brother and sister kitten. It is hell on fucking earth around here. Mm. <laughs> These fucking cats are just going ape shit. Uh, they love each other and everything like that, but I am a 44-year-old man, and taking care of two kittens is, is certainly um, a, a different... It is different from taking care of an older cat. Let's just say that. Uh, so it is a learning experience. So now mm-hmm. all of you know about my kittens. Um, that's all our questions next year will be about these kittens. So that's good right. to know. Well, yes, their names are Ollie and PJ. So um, mm. Ollie is, no, no, get down, get down. Ollie is definitely the one that wants to be on the podcast. All right, let's keep going. Oh, my God. Um, next question comes from Lee, and he's wanting to talk about game coverage requests team thank you for all you do you guys rock i'd like to request that you cover solar Jetman for the nes if you haven't already oh. done so i had no nostalgia for this game but recently picked it up and was amazed by its quality this is a rare produced game and it shows in the graphical style i can't get enough of the gravitor style gra- physics coupled with exploration and searching for parts any game that allows you to exit your craft a la Blaster Master has me hooked. Solar Jetman is incredible and earned a spot on the on the top shelf of my NES collection. Thanks for your consideration. If you haven't already, please give this gem a shot. And this is from Lee in Italy. He's in the Air Force. I actually uh, had thought about that game. When we covered mm. uh, Grab by the Ghoulies, I was looking through the rest of the Rare Replay collection, and this is one on there uh, that I mm-hmm. would, in fact, like to cover at some point. So that is definitely on the table as something I would like to do. It sounds like a cool game. I don't know if I have even looked at this one. Mm. Let, me, let me see if I've seen this. What is this? Solar Jetman? Solar, Solar Jet. It, did, it, used to, it was a Nintendo Power for a while because it was a rare game. Um, but it's on the rare replay. Uh, I never played yeah. it on Nintendo at the time. It uh, much like what, what was the Genesis game? Subterranea uh, it yeah, has that same kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is more cartoony and, and more about collection. Yeah, mm-hmm. this looks neat. Yeah, I, I, I played. Be, it I a little do bit not remember this at all. Yeah, I, I had no clue about it at the time. I only know it from the yeah you know, the rare replay collection. I played a little bit of it, and it, it's. Takes a minute to get used to it, but it was, I was having a pretty good time with it. It would be one worth reviewing. Yeah, we'll definitely have to check that out. Also, there is this thing that you can do that would guarantee that we cover this. That's and what true. would that be, Jeremy? Uh, mm. One is you could uh, join our Patreon at the $10 level, and after so many months, you get to force us to cover one of your games. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, the other way is to talk very nicely about Jeremy and Billy and, uh, and on, a, on a letter, and we will then take your account. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. The best way to do this is to join our Patreon uh, and force us to cover your game. But we also love having regular, uh, if you're not a $10 patron, there is a list there. We pull a lot of games from that list as well. Uh, so that's another way to do it. But yeah, Solar Jetman specifically is one I, I would like to check out at some point. But uh, that doesn't mean everyone can write a letter in and say, here's a game you want to cover that we might actually cover. We'll see. We have about uh, 17 patron requests to get through first. So we, we will see where we get to. But yeah, thanks. We will check that out. It looks really cool. Thank you for writing in. And thank you for your service, whether it is the U.S. Air Force or the Italian Air Force. Next question comes in from uh, um, Dolphin Sex. And uh, he writes in to say, I'm sorry. And he doesn't know where else to ask this. Okay, so real quick, I was just thinking about if Chewbacca was shaved, do you think he'd have two nips? Oh, my God. If he'd have two nipples, like a human, 
or like a row of nipples like a dog. Keep up the good work and feel free to burn this after reading. No, I'm sure it would be a row of nipples, but perhaps they're on his back. Maybe just back nipples. Whoa. Yep. It's space. You can get nipples everywhere. Maybe he's all nipples. I hope so. That just sounds like another alien from from one of the movies. Um, yeah, I think he'd just have a big, big ass row of nipples. You know, yeah, he's a dog, right. and he's that's why his chest is so damn long. He's it's not a, a dog; he's a Wookie. It, you know, it's close. We don't. I guess we don't know. I, I don't think anyone's ever seen Chewie without any fur. No, maybe, maybe back in like, I, I think I want to say like one of the original sketches for him was hairless. I could be wrong, but I don't think nipples was considered when they, they drew him. Um, but I know he has been represented in other things. I know he was um, kind of uh, put in Aqua Teen Hunger Force, and he was hairless, and he did have a row of nipples. Uh, so that has been referenced in at least one TV show. That's canon, then. Aqua Teen Hunger Force mm-hmm. is canon for Star Wars, so it works out. One I'm going to go with that one. But yes, thank you for writing in Dolphin Sex. And thankfully, we're not going to end the year with that one. You say that, Instead, but did you read this question first? Because <laughs> maybe you're going to regret saying it. <laughs> I, 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 that's true, because next question is from Pervert Pete. Uh, <laughs> what this podcast? What are we doing with our lives? So for the last question of 2023, um, he's writing in to say, Hello, Retrovaniacs. In a recent episode, I heard my name read aloud by the soothing voice of Jeremy Gregory. I was elated to hear my question read but my, by my favorite podcast but the by my favorite podcast ingredient tr- ingredient trio. That's interesting. Unfortunately, only the first part was read. What is your favorite favorite peanut butter? Mine is Jif. Oh my god, this is the origin story of the Jif email. The follow-up part <laughs> must have been cut off and would be thrilled if you could follow up when the time is right. So the second part of my question is as follows. My dog's favorite peanut butter is Skippy. I hate Skippy. Besides having to keep two types of peanut butter jars in my house, Skippy gives me a rash. How do I convince my friend to enjoy the creamy taste of Jif instead of the harsh Skippy brand that leaves a rash on my Uh back? Yeah, okay. You know what? You were wrong. We should have ended ended it with that last question. Um, I would say just get a Kong, put the, the Skippy or whatever it was in a, in a Kong dogs. will be just as happy with that. Uh, and you won't get a rash. That's my honest mm-hmm. answer for a guy with a non honest question about where he puts that, his penis. Yes. Yes. I think that is, that's, that's great advice. I, I do have to say though, I don't like the Skippy either. It, it's probably one of the few people I'm not very loyal, but it's one of the few. I do not enjoy. I'm just choosing to talk about peanut butter brands and just ignoring the the other glaring part of the question. Fortunately, with with mail like we get, it it gets easier to do that over the years. Um, but no, I I hope you know just like the guy from earlier. I, I hope you can you can sort your stuff out, figure things out. Uh, I would say let us know how it goes, but I, I, you don't have to do that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe don't. <laughs> it's, it's it's weird that this is how we've come full circle, especially in the last few months of peanut butter questions and that that has become of this. So, I, yeah. Maybe this will I, close I, I hope the door. we got all the peanut butter out there. Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe they'll close the door on that discussion for never again. We can stop talking about peanut butter. 
Talk about something else instead. That would be cool. Let's, let's go back to talking about Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. see the double-decker tacos back? I did not, but now we all know. I yeah. it's I used to love the double-decker. It's it's pretty fucking good. I mean, if we need other things to talk about, I could I could tell you about this little game called Stardew Valley. All right, and it I've looks like in, we're out of I've time. Oh, it's a shame we're all out of time for the episode this year. <laughs> uh, thank you for, we've cleaned out the mailbag, it seems. So that's great. If you have other questions, send them in, uh, preferably not about peanut butter. But um, if you want to do that, you can always go to retrovania.net all the way down at the bottom. There is a question form. You can put questions in. We'll answer on the show. Also, links to our Patreon if you want. We have over 100 bonus episodes and growing. We do three a month. Uh, there will, in fact, be another one coming out at some point between now and the end of the year. I'm not sure what it's on yet, but we will find out. And most importantly, if you have not checked out our YouTube channel, you have not checked out uh, anything else, Richardvania.net, all the links are there as well. I uh, hope you've had a great holiday season. I'm going to have a wonderful Christmas. Hope you guys do as well. And we will be back in 2024 with a ton of patron requests and hopefully a few games we can pick ourselves. But I, you know, having too many patron requests is a good problem to have, and I'm flattered that we have it. Thank <laughs> you.